Hello, Riddles in the Dark listeners. This is Trish Lambert, co-host of the most important Riddles in the Dark podcast that exists on the planet. With yes, the most important in the universe. You know, Dave, in the universe, and Dave doesn't listen to these digests, so I figure I'm safe saying that. Ah, uh, okay. Okay, well, he doesn't know what he's missing, does he? We could have a battle of the intros. You know, he could do the intro on uh, on the main episode, and you and I can figure out these great intros we can give on the Digest episodes. So we have these, like, awesome, awesome yeah. intros. Davis, anyway, he's good at that. He's very good at intro. He's really good. Like, and on, off the cuff, you're just, just improvising. I mean, I can't – I talk a lot, but I can't do like he does yeah. with that. He's really good about that. We are here for yet another Riddles in the Dark Digest, and this week we are talking about uh, episode 2.11, which has to do with Thorn and Bilbo's bromance and how that will change and improve or or get worse in movie two. So the riddle that we ended up asking at the end of the episode was, is, what is Thorne's attitude toward Bilbo at the end of The Hobbit Desolation of Smaug? And we had our choices were a oops, a ever increasing trust and dependence upon his judgment, which is the book answer or close to the book answer. B private suspicions and tensions between them. C open resistance to Bilbo and his ideas, but not quite outright hostility. Or D outright hostility rapidly approaching the descendant of rats and throwing him down the wall, down from the walls stage. <laughs> um, and I, Corey and I were both C. We both said open resistance to Bilbo and his ideas, but not quite outright hostility. So we're going to see him getting crabbier and crabbier and more more and more hostile, but not outright hostility. Not like, you know, he doesn't like, like blow up at Bilbo yet. Uh, Dave says B, private suspicions and tension. So he thinks that it's not going to get quite to that point, that there's going to be, it's going to be more unspoken, lots of facial expressions, but not, you know, not open resistance. And you said, Laura. I said D because I think, that Thorne is going to get closer to outright hostility. I think by the end of Desolation of Smaug, um, Thorne is going to be under the influence of the dragon sickness, and um, he's he's not going to think he's not going to think very highly of Bilbo. He's going to be he's going to be wanting um, he's going to be thinking about the Arkenstone, wanting the Arkenstone. Um, not going to be thinking too much about anything else, and Bilbo's. Um, Bilbo's common sense is going to uh, make him mad. I think it's going to piss right, him off. Right. <laughs> so, right. Yeah. yeah. Well, and what, one, the one difference between this ep- the main episode and now is that we've had the second trailer come out. We have, And I do yeah. think that if I had seen the trailer, yeah, I think I would probably be in D also because there are definitely some signs. Um, two, one is when he's talking to Balin, right? And Balin says his name is Bilbo. And then I guess that's kind of like the overdub to the scene where he's borrowed. Barring Bilbo's way with a sword, and he doesn't look like a happy camper. No, he does not. He does not. So yes, I did. I had the benefit of being of being able to yeah. see that. So, well, and, and also, you know, like we're we're going to see uh, more of the uh, dwarves be more involved with you know dragon battle that we saw that in the trailers. Mm-hmm. So I mean, I think there's. I think you're right. I think there's a lot of opportunity for him and Bill and Bilbo to really um, rub up against each other. Our heads, yeah. Dragon, dragon you know, sickness is definitely going to come into play. Plus, you know, on top of that, you think about, it, I mean, he's, he's, you know, he's had all this trouble with the Elven King. 
getting out of his dungeons. Then in Lake Town, I don't think he's, you know, Bard's going to be, like, against him. And, I mean, he's going to be in a, like, he's already going to be grumpy by the time he makes the Lily Mountain. He's already grumpy. He's going to be even grumpier. even grumpier. That's right. He had five minutes of yeah, non... Yeah, add the Arkenstone into that. You know? Yeah. He had five minutes of non-grumpiness on the Karak, and that's it. And that's it. That's yeah, all that's we're going to get. So... <laughs> Well, let's see what other folks have said. I'll, I, I know Mark Fisher uh, at the Encyclopedia of Arda weighed in on this, so let me read Mark's, and then we'll see what other folks have said. Um, I keep I keep rolling down too far. There we go. Okay. Mark says, I can't see Thorne continuing to fully trust and admire Bilbo right through to the end of the second film, just for dramatic re- reasons. This was also, I think, written before the trailer. It wouldn't really make narrative sense to have them as trusted allies through two films and start the third with Bilbo betraying the dwarves. On that basis, the question is how will Thorin's distrust emerge? I think it'll have to be held back until at least the second half of the film if it's not to, if it's not to completely undermine the ending of the first. So a long slow buildup of tension doesn't seem workable. Rather, we'll presumably have to have some sequence of events that cause a relatively rapid turnaround in Thorin's viewpoint. I don't think that leaves much room for hints and dark looks. We'd need something more concrete before the end of the film if Bilbo's defection is to make sense. I'm assuming here that Bilbo does abandon the dwarves in the movies. That leaves me C and D, and I think D would be the most dramatic as a complete counterpoint to the end of the first movie. There you go. You are in excellent company. <laughs> so Mark That's Fisher right. the D. He's in my camp. Yeah. No, he's right. I, mean, I, I think that makes a lot of sense. And, you know, he wrote that, I think, even before the trailer came out. So, But I think it makes a lot of sense. You know, you can't have a long, slow burn. You've got to kind of follow through from the union of the end of the first movie. But then you need to have some kind of a break mm-hmm. um, somewhere along the line. And, you know, I it might even be in Lake Town when it starts. You know, I don't know that it'll be in the Elven King halls necessarily. But it may be. It, it could be, be after the. You may see this, the, the cracks and. Yeah, after like the barrel that. escape. I mean, Thorin in the book yeah. wasn't very excited about the, the, uh, the barrel escape, and maybe in the movie okay. he'll be just as, uh, just as unhappy with it. Yeah. Right. Right. So. Well, what is, what do other folks have to say? Well, um, on Facebook, uh, you had put up a poll, and the answer to the poll uh, was B. But in the comments, the people who commented, um, their answers, most of them answered A. So that was kind of interesting. (laughs) Um, The listeners are kind of going the A and B route. Yeah. Um, Yep. Yeah. um, So, well, once again, I mean, this was pre, um, this was pre-trailer. So um, we have, we have a little more information now. So, okay, so for, on the Mythgard page, Adam says, how much time Bilbo and Thorin need to have as buddies is an interesting topic, because, of course, time in a film is a relative thing, in that we measure it in scream time more than actual time. It is probably fair to say we need some key events or moments as buddies to cement the idea of a friendship rather than the physical passing of time. I suggest that being chased by Bjorn, and perhaps when, presumably, the dust settles, recounting the tale to Bjorn, and Thorne given Bilbo great praise, perhaps, I would not be here if it were not for our indomitable Mr. Baggins type of speech. Following this, we would then have the passage into Mirkwood, perhaps some events with the boat where Bilbo and Thorne can be shown to be friends and working together. Then, of course, the spider scene, where presumably the further alliance and friendship between Bilbo and Thorne will be cemented. 
Next is the elves, and I think Corey is right that this is where we see cracks, but I don't think we see true cracks or deteriorations in the friendship as a whole. I say this because for Thorne to feel betrayed, we only need Thorne to believe the relationship continues as it is for the belief and full loyalty to be retained by him, and we can happily see doubts and concerns from Bilbo's point of view particularly pertaining to the elves. Even slight conflict would be fine, as I think Thorne is pompous enough to dismiss any disagreements or doubts on the part of others. I guess what I'm saying is, I think in the Elven King's Hall, we start to see Bilbo's faith in the relationship beginning to cloud a little, doubts beginning to arise, but that they may be minor things to Thorne, but at the beginning of deeper concerns for Bilbo to be played out in film three. And he goes on to say, I guess that's an A. Thorin's kind of going along as if all is fine, but we are seeing Bilbo beginning to doubt. I think Bilbo's little scene in the boat, Never Traveled East, is showing at least some constancy in his character and some doubts about the venture in at least the mid to latter parts of the film. Mm-hmm. So so that's more from Bilbo's point of view. Um, and I think that's fair. I think Bilbo is definitely going to have some yeah. some doubts. I mean, you know, what are they going to do about the dragon? You know, I mean, you've got you've got 13 dwarfs and a hobbit against a dragon. So I'm I'm betting on the dragon. Yep. Yep. <laughs> really, really. Yeah. And again, and if the trailer had not already come out, I think this I mean, because I do think it's Thorne to go on pompously thinking everything's tickety boo and the relationship is fine while we see Bilbo starting to sort of pull away and, and beginning to wonder, I think would be, you know, um, reasonable. I mean, the only thing now is, of course, now we've seen the trailer to where he does, he stops even calling him by his name, um, and, you know, has a nasty look on his face when he's, you know, barring his, his, you know, his way past with the sword. So if it wasn't for that, I mean, I think that would be a, you know, because I've always felt that we needed something that was going to make the betrayal huge, you know, big to Thorin, like a huge, huge, Ups, I mean, upset's too small a word, you know, to where his whole faith in his friendship with Bilbo completely is betrayed and he's, you know, goes out of his mind because he's so, uh, upset about that, uh, the disloyalty. So, I mean, I, you know, I, I, I think Adam's got some points. Yeah. I don't know if Thorne really needs something that big because, you know, to me, anybody in Thorne's mind, anybody that questions him, you know, it has no right to be questioning him. He's a, he's a touchy kind of guy. So I don't think Bilbo would even have to do anything that big to, uh, to evoke his <laughs> wrath. <That's true. laughs> Never mind. That's true. You can put on his bad side pretty quick, huh? Never mind what he does with the Arkenstone, but yeah. that's, yeah. that's probably the next movie. So. Yeah. Okay. Well, Dennis yeah, goes I, on I guess, to say, is- Oh, go ahead. No, no, that's okay. I was just agreeing with you. Oh, well, Keep on agreeing. That's fine. <laughs> I'll just I'll just go on uh, assuming everything's fine <laughs> until I know elsewise. Otherwise. There you go. Okay. So Dennis says, when I listened to this episode, my thought was B. A big deal was made of the character arc of Bilbo and Thorin. I think Fran Walsh commented that concluding an unexpected journey at an emotional point rather than a chronological one was preferable. And I figure movie two would have them all lovey-dovey and then begin to decline at the end. But having now seen trailer two, the Thorin sending the unnamed burglar into danger is clearly a different Thorin to the one hungry Bilbo at the Karak. So I will choose C. However, in the interest of fairness, when you guys chose, I chose B. 
Ah, oh, Dennis, aren't you good? He is good. Yeah, I mean, I think a lot of people, uh, a, a lot of people uh, would have put B. Um, I don't think you know. When we, before except we for Facebook, of, yeah. not that many people said A. So, um, Kristen Hawk said A. She did. She did that. Yeah, these are the Facebook people. Kristen Hauck said A. Jennifer Caution. I think film two ends with Smaug's smoldering damp remains lying amongst the sodden ruins of Lake Town and the dwarves being apprised of this. Since this is a general yay, Bilbo totally got us our kingdom back moment. I'm going with A. Um, <laughs> I don't think it's going to be that kind of a moment, actually. I think it's going to be Thorin saying, where is the Arkenstone? <laughs> He's not going to yeah. be very happy. If he my treasure, mine, 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 yeah. he's going to be all like. He's not going to be thinking about Bilbo, but he's going to be yeah. wondering where the Arkenstone is. So he's not going to be, he's not going to be super happy. Right. Yeah, he's uh, going to have his attention. Once the dragon's gone, he's going to totally have his attention on the treasure. Yeah, and I wonder how the door, doors will find out. I mean, are they just going to find out because, uh, you know, everybody, everybody else shows up? And, on <laughs> so, okay, Catherine Seth says B. Mark Painter says, I'm voting A, but only because I'm reading the answer closely as being Thorin's attitude towards Bilbo without regard to Bilbo's attitude towards Thorin. Because I expect the film to give us cues that Bilbo is becoming uneasy with Thorin's leadership, but I don't expect open conflict between them unless until Smaug is dead. And Mark is right. I mean, we actually did design the question very specifically to, you know, Thorin and was it, you know, we spe- we specifically didn't say, you know, how are Thorin and Bilbo getting along at the end of the yeah, movie? Yeah, it's what yeah. Thorin's attitude to you know, I mean, there was purpose behind Right, exactly. Yeah. yeah. So, and then two more people said A. So that was, that was yeah. interesting. The comments, which were made early, you know, in late August and September before the trailer came out, were A and 1B. Yeah. 1B. So, and then the trailer comes out. That just... But it makes sense, you know. I mean, it it makes sense. Not not everything can be sweetness and light in the movie, or else it wouldn't be much of a movie. Well, somebody else said this. I mean, you can't wait until movie three before you start to, you know, before you have that breaking. Oh, exactly. Yeah. Um, You've got to at least start it going. I mean, I could see the Senator Rap and the throwing himself him from the wall thing not happening until, um, you know, movie three. I mean, when he really gets, you know, nasty. But I think in movie two, by the time we end at movie two, there's definitely going to be some serious not getting along. Yep. And there has to be. There has to be that that kind of development (laughs) to hold the interest to movie three. Especially if if they end movie two with the death of Smog, which which that's something we'll talk about next time. So, but they do, they have to do something to keep the movie beyond, beyond that happening. And, you know, Trish, we, we have just found out that, uh, the, the Desolation of Smaug is a little shorter than the first movie. So, so everybody who's dying to get home and, and, uh, is squirming in their seats will have a a couple, uh, less minutes of, of well, and, and I, I think then all the more reason why we're going to start to see the cracks in the relationship relatively soon, because you've got all the Dal Guldur stuff going on, too. I mean, the two and a half hours, you know, slightly under two and a half hours yeah. that we're going to have for this movie, we've still got the Dal Guldur stuff. So you can't be waiting around and, you know, have them having this big bromance. I mean, you know, we've got to start seeing the cracks pretty quickly. So yeah. by the time yeah. they get to the Lonely Mountain, I, I, you know, we may very well see their relationship have disintegrated to, you know, to quite a level by the time they get to the Lonely Mountain. But yes. um, anyway, yeah. so, so yeah, that does, that t- kind of, you know, 
I'm I'm kind of surprised actually. Movie two is so short, but we're going to talk about the end of the movie next week. So we'll, yeah. I mean next time. So we'll yeah. we'll wait, and you know, otherwise we won't have anything to talk about. That's right. All right. Shall I talk well, about this mood? Can we talk about this mood. Well, let's talk about the conundrum before we. Talk. Oh, the conundrum. That's right. We got a conundrum, don't we? We do. Yes. We do. What's the conundrum this week? And this week it is: Does Thorin send Bilbo into the Dragon's Den specifically to get the Arkenstone? So. Does he, you know, does he, uh, and we've seen the trailer, we've seen the dragons confront the, I mean, the, the dwarves confront the dragon. Um, and then we seem to see Thorin sending Bilbo in. Is he, is he going in specifically to get the Arkenstone? You know, I mean, otherwise, what could Bilbo really do in there? You know, what could they be expecting him to do? Is he, he's not going to be able to steal the, you know, as he comments that in the book, I, I couldn't steal all this treasure if, uh, you know, right. the rest of my life. <laughs> so what is it they're expecting him to do? And what I think Thorin wants him to do is to find the Arkenstone. So, so you're, so obviously you're a yes. You're I a am yes a yes. That. And the, the other conundrum I was thinking of doing, um, although it seems like we have our answer from the trailers is, does, uh, do they send Bilbo in to the dragon um, because of his burglar skills or because they know about his ring and that he can be invisible? So they're hoping uh, he'll escape detection. Right. So, no, I, I like this one. I think this one's good. Yeah. Thorin sending him in, whether, you know, he's specific. I'm going to say no on it, but I mean, I, I literally could go both ways. I mean, I could see, like you said, you know, it, it gives a center. Because you're right. I mean, for a film. You know, the book, they were sending him in, I guess, like to make sure he was there and to, you know, get some treasure and there, it wasn't really specific, but that's not going to fly for, a f- yeah, it's got to be more film. specific. I mean, it, there needs to be something a little more about it. So I'm going to say no, um, because I think, I, I think I agree with something specific. You know, they're going to give him a specific instruction. I don't necessarily know that it's going to be the Arkenstone. And besides which, we need a little bit of, you know, controversy. You know, it's like a little bit of, Different answers. It's going to be boring for the listeners if we answer, you know, for in violent agreement every. Week. Well, that's so, true. That's I'm going to say no, true. but I think I think there could be a specific instruction. I just I'm just going to say that it's not specifically the Arkenstone. You know that it's very possible that Thorin doesn't want to mention the Arkenstone to Bilbo because he doesn't. You know, it's like he wants to find it himself or something. Yeah, that could be. But Bilbo uh, is going to know about. Well, maybe Bilbo is not going to know about the Arkenstone. Have they talked about it in the movie? Do they talk about it in the uh, uh-uh. no, party? No, unless Bilbo heard Neil, Neil Finn's song. <laughs> <laughs> well, they do. Thranduil talks about it. So in the, in the trailer, he talks about. It? Well, he talks about if you for that which you seek. That which you he, seek. Yes. Yeah, he doesn't specifically say he doesn't anything specifically about it. I mean, say I think it. as of the end of movie one, no, Bilbo doesn't know about it. I suppose that's another good conundrum that we could save in our back pockets. You know, does Bilbo know about the Arkenstone before he goes in to see the dragon? Yeah, although we're going to have to definitely check and make sure that they didn't mention it in movie one, and we're just not. Well, I think, yeah, I think yeah, we're getting close to extended edition time, so we can watch it. Uh, yeah, yeah. Careful. <laughs> yeah. yeah, but I like this. No, I, I think that was a really good conundrum. And we have a difference of opinion, which is good. That makes for good ratings, right? That's right. <laughs> They'll go through the roof. I'm predicting it. <laughs> That's right. Um, so good. And um, just for the listeners, no, I think we mentioned this last time too. Is we are getting the grid. We're you know we're we're getting all that stuff cleaned up so that you can look and see what you know what other people have answered and and yeah. have the whole tabulation. And we're also cleaning up the. Um, 
the riddle, you know, the polling on Facebook since Facebook did us wrong and took it away. Um, so we are working on that uh, as as we're able to, and, and that'll be everything. I'll be ready for you to re- review for sure before the movie comes out. So no problem That's right. there. That's right. <laughs> we're furiously um, working okay. behind the scenes. That's right. The elves were were and we're the elves in the Harry Potter type elves, not the Tolkien type elves. Working away house at elves. these things. Yeah. Um, house elves. That's right. We're the Mythgard house elves. Um, well, I threw mine. Mode. I threw mine some socks, so he took off. <laughs> oh, so he's gone. <laughs> so mm-hmm. is up and running. It's open for registration. You can um, find out more about it on the uh, Mythgard site under the events tab, and also there is actually a. Mythmoot Facebook page. Um, you know, I was talking to Corey today and I said, you know, one of the things about this Mythmoot is, you know, I think it's important to let people know if you came to the first one, this is not going to be that Mythmoot. I mean, it's, it's different. It's going to be different. We've got different things going on. Um, it's not just different guests and a different movie. I mean, it's literally different activities, different venue. Um, we have paper presentations and the paper presentations are by no means dry paper presentations. I mean, there's some very cool, um, titles and those will also get released on the page so if you you know are interested or considering it and, and on the fence um just you know check uh, either like the myth mood page or or be sure to check the, the site frequently um but uh we're hoping it's, it's going to really you know we're, we've got to go see the the desolation of smog first thing in the morning and then come back and talk about that and just party hardy from that point until uh, two o'clock on sunday that's right it's going to be awesome yeah in baltimore maryland it's just it's actually quite close to the baltimore washington International Airport, and um, um, it'll, it should be a lot of fun. I, I told Corey, I said, you know, I've got these Renaissance Festival costumes that I, I haven't worn in ages. I, I may bring them and wear costumes throughout the weekend. <laughs> I'm not really that kind of person. I'm hanging in my closet, and I'm thinking, geez, you know, I mean, I'm not getting any use out of these things. I know. You know, I'm not. I'm thinking, oh, I'll bring them to Myth Mode. I'm not really a costume kind of person either, but I was thinking about it. I was oh, thinking maybe we should have a little costume contest or something like that. Well, and you, I should definitely be in costume because that way that people will know who we are. <laughs> They'll be able to yeah. identify us as the executive team because we're in costume. <laughs> we can be thing one and thing two. <laughs> thing two. Yeah. And we should probably come up with, you know, like uh, Middle Earth names or something and put on our name tags. <laughs> I will wear the star of Ellen Deal on my brow. And that way everyone will know. And you can have the ring of Barra here. How's yeah, that? okay, there we go. Sounds good. That sounds good. <laughs> or you can carry a replica of Orchrist. There, oh, you know, I actually do have. Well, I, it's not really Orchrist, but I do actually have like a big sword that I wear on a in a in a I forget what it's called, but it goes across my chest. You know, the scabbard. It's not at my waist. It actually goes across my chest and the wow. scabbard. But there's no way I'm obviously I'm not going to be flying with that. Yeah, so. I was going to say they, <laughs> so they, would, they, they would not let would, you in the facility with that either. <laughs> Yeah, we'll we'll think of something else. Maybe we'll so just have name tags. Name tags, yeah, that have yeah. like our Middle Earth names. I was going to say Elven names, but I don't want to be. No, I I don't yeah, like my Elven name. What is your Elven name? It was uh oh, what was it? I think it was Tinker Pink Pink Pickle Pants. Oh, oh yes, the ones from from uh, yes. Mine was uh, my that's right because you said you didn't want to take to the. To Valinor, and I said, "I'm I'm uh, monkey buns. I'm a uh, um, twinkle something monkey buns." I th- anyway, no, I thought you meant like at Lotro. Aren't you? You're you're an elf in Lotro, aren't you? In Lord of the Rings Online, I am an elf, and I'm also I I have like four or five different characters that I that I play. So I have a couple what? elven characters and a couple woman characters. 
So. Oh, okay. Yeah. So you can always pick a name, then you'd be I great. I, maybe maybe between now and then I should like start playing Lotro, so I'll have a name I can use it. You should, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> there you go. <laughs> <laughs> I probably would just use my regular name and myth mood. Yeah. yeah. So. Yeah. Uh, okay. Well, I think that's good. I hope you know. Hopefully, we're going to see some of you all there. It's going to be really a lot of fun, and there's all kinds of things going on. Um, Corey is at the time that we're recording this. Corey's about to embark on the riddles, uh, riddles, the return of the king, free course through Mythgard Academy. Um, spring semester courses at Mythgard are about to be announced in the next couple of weeks. Um, gosh, what else? There's just all kinds mm-hmm. of things going on. Um, so you know, keep 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 on, on checking in with us, and um, uh, we will be back in a few weeks. All right, sounds good. I'll go ahead and take us out. Thanks for listening and Godspeed. I'm going to leave that in. You said you always say that. You always say that. Well, I'm glad you always say that. Well,